Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. I'm Ken Decker and today I have Ryan Decker and a special guest who's going to be named shortly. And this special guest sitting to my left, he is in the process of owning 24,000 laying hens that are all free range, free roam, sorry. And uh, it's a huge barn, huge, huge process. And then he also has nine banks in Tanzania. He's in the process of purchasing 25 more banks in Tanzania. He has two investment properties, which is the start of that empire. And his name is David Beeking. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Awesome. So that's, you're not that old looking, are you? <laughs> wow. Not, no. The people on the radio can't see how old you are, but maybe they can hear it in your voice. You're, uh, you're how old? You're in your 20s? I'm 29. 29? Yeah. Are you single? Married? I'm married. Married. Okay. Yes. Ladies, sorry. Sorry. He's married. He's taken. <laughs> All the good ones are taken, apparently. All right. So, wow, that's... So you've got you've got a, a farm with twenty four thousand hens. Yes, and that produces how many eggs? Uh, produces about twenty to twenty three thousand eggs a day. That's a lot of eggs. You don't yes. eat all those eggs. No, we do not. No. So you have a distribution. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's a third generation family farm. I'm taking it over from my dad and. Um, with uh, one of my brothers and sisters, and mm-hmm. um, we have our own distribution. So we do all our own deliveries, um, fresh eggs straight from the farm. Okay, great. Mm. And then you've, you're opening banks? I am. Doesn't it take like multi-billions of dollars to open a <laughs> bank? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very different concept in Tanzania. And, okay. um, and that's in Africa, if yes, anybody doesn't yeah. know where Tanzania is. Yeah, so it's in East Africa. Okay. And um, we've partnered with uh, some good friends of mine that I met when I was living there for a year. And um, we started last January with one bank. And we're just about to open our ninth bank. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. And Ryan said you have a couple properties, a couple real estate properties as well? Yes. Yeah. So I have two investment properties. Um, one, my wife and I are currently living in um, for the next two, three years. And then we have an investment property out uh, in the Prescott area, south of Ottawa. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And so did you just, uh, you were born into wealth? I was not. No? I grew up on a farm. I was a farmer kid. Um, I was not born into wealth. Um, I, uh, I paid for my own education, paid my way through school. Um, okay, I would so you went through school, like high school or university? Uh, university, yes. Okay, what did you yeah. take? Uh, so I took health sciences and public health. Okay, yeah. health sciences and public health. Okay, mm-hmm. and then, so like some people, did you come out with a little bit of debt? I would say a little more than a little, yeah. A little um, more than a little? Uh, probably in the tune of thirty, forty thousand 40000 in uh, student debt by the end. Okay. Yeah. Tell, tell me about what life was like. How long ago was that, by the way? So that was just five years ago. Five years ago. Um, and it was kind of uh, a lower point for me. Um, I just graduated, had a ton of student debt, and 
It was hard to find a job. I had a part-time contract doing data entry, and it didn't pay that well. I was still living at home, um, and it wasn't permanent. Uh, it was only for a few months, so that was that was a very tough time for me. I didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do, and how I was going to pay off all my student debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of uncertainty. Yes. Did you have your wife at that point? Uh, we were dating at the time, okay. but I think she had more debt than I did. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we were both looking for jobs at the same time. So, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both had it tough back then. Okay. Yeah. And so what, what was going through your head? So you're trained in the medical health profession, right? Mm-hmm. And... You got a data entry. Was it at least medical data you were entering? Or? It was. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know if that's good or bad or not. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So you're. Yeah. So you got a part-time job. Yes. And you spent. Well, if you're forty thousand in debt, you probably spent more than forty thousand to yes. get your education. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there spending whatever it was, sixty, eighty thousand dollars, and you can get a part-time job. Yes. Tell me what's going through your head and your feelings at that time. It was, it was tough. I mean, that is stressful. Whether you have five grand, 200 grand, or 40 grand in student debt, it's, it's tough, especially if you don't have a stable job that you know you're going to pay it off with. Um, <clears throat> so there was a lot of stress, um, a lot of worrying, a lot of unknowns. Um, I like, I like to take risks, but that was, uh, a little more stress than, than what I was comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think we find it that way, you know, you make a decision, I'm going to go to university, right? You mm-hmm. make a decision, and you don't necessarily count the costs. Yes. You and don't even guess. know there is a cost, really. Really? There's n- well, you don't think so. You're like, hey, this is going to be great. I'm going to get an education. And, like, you're not even, you're not counting it because you're not even aware it's there. Hmm, that's interesting. So now you you graduate from university. you got a girlfriend who's, Who's in as bad a shape as you are? I was gonna say broke. I go, wow. Maybe find someone that's got some money. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so, when did you get married? Uh, so we got married. Um, it was almost a year and a half to two years after that. Okay. So were you yes. still in debt? Yes. All right. So you're yeah. still in debt. You're both still in debt. Yeah, we still you, have a bit of student debt. And you get um, married. Yeah. Did that cause more debt or did her, no. her parents come, uh, no. come good for it? By that point, <laughs> um, we were on a great financial track. Oh, okay. Um, we were aggressive on our debt. Mm-hmm. Um, we had paid for our entire wedding with cash. Wow. And okay. we, that was kind of the, uh, the uphill for us. Okay. So walk me through, say. walk me through that. So, You've got your your wife has a girlfriend. You're probably not engaged yet. That was right after university. Yeah. And so take us through the steps to get to. I mean, Ryan introduced you, and he said, and I'm going, wow, this guy's got his <laughs> stuff together, right? So now you tell me, no, I came out of university a little discouraged, only a yes. part time job, huge amount of debt. How'd you dig out of that? I'm sure that that's what the listeners want to know is yes. how did you get from where you are, were to where you are today? Yeah. Um, it's really financial health. I, 
um, I was very assertive and looking for a job. Um, I found, after a few months, I found a, a good job, but um, I really wanted to venture into the business world. Um, so I started a, a consulting company uh, with a few friends, and um, we started bringing in a few contracts. Um, but what really changed my perspective was the education that I went through. Um, that I uh, learned on my own. So not um, the university education? No, 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 not at all. The school I, of hard knocks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't learn, uh, I, I learned very little in high school and university on financial health. Um, okay. But uh, one of the first books that I read was actually your book, uh, The Wealth mm. Formula. And um, that with uh, a few other books, uh, it really set the stage for... Um, a base knowledge of how to live your life um, and how to live financially healthy. Okay. What were the other books, by the way? Um, so, The Wealthy Barber. Okay. Um, David Chilton. Yeah. Excellent. Very book. good yeah. book. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Uh, if you want to get into real estate, it's a, <laughs> it's a great book, as you probably yeah. know. Yeah. Read that um, one, too. And, uh, yeah, those, those were really um, what set my strong foundation. Okay. Um, and then from there, um, I did, uh, um, it's called a Crown Financial Study at our church. Mm -hmm. um, so It's very good. Yeah. I've facilitated very, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, it's a, it's a very good study on um, what the Bible says about financial health. And the Bible actually talks more about financial health than um, a lot of the sins uh, that um, we always hear about in the Bible. Uh, so it, it's a big focus um, uh, from the Bible, and uh, that study taught it very well. Right. Okay. So you did the study. Yeah. So now you got knowledge. You've read, you read the wealth formula. You read the wealthy barber. You read rich dad, poor dad. By the way, all three of those books are written with stories yes. that help you emotionally attach to the characters mm -hmm. and learn the financial principles without being a dry finance book, right? Yes. So that's pretty cool. You read three of, three of my top books. One I wrote. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and I, and I found I could relate. To a lot of the characters, okay, yeah. yes. and then you and then you took the Crown Financial class, mm -hmm. which um, is amazing, and it's very very prayer based, scripture based. It's an amazing course. Yes. Um, so then, what practically changed? Because now you've got head and heart knowledge. Yes. But now there needs to be some actions that change, right? So what, what changed for you? Yeah, so, um, well, I'll, I'll quickly mention there's a, a fourth book called Gospel Patrons. And oh. it really, um, it, I, re I highly recommend it to everyone to read. It really set um, uh, the knowledge of God's will for my life um, to use business and wealth to further his kingdom. Wow. Um, so that really set a passion in my heart for um, building wealth and um, building business. Yeah, that uh, book is on my smart bookshelf. Okay. My smart bookshelf is where all the books sit that I haven't read yet. <laughs> so I highly that, recommend that, it. That bookshelf is more more smart than I am. <laughs> so, okay. And I want to put a pin in that. So what David just talked about is wealth for the purpose 
of gospel. Mm-hmm. So a pin, not the burst, but a pin no, to like... No, a pin like, in that note. Like, <laughs> okay. no, no, that's important. And okay. there are some things in your bio that I left out mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Okay. All right. So, so you read that book. Yes. So now you've got all this head knowledge. What you do differently? I started taking action. I, um, it might not seem like the smartest move, but I quit my desk job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the part-time one or the full-time that good job you got? That was the full-time one that I started stepping oh, into. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, it was a bit more permanent, but I just started realizing that um, it has a ceiling, and that ceiling is much lower than where God's calling me to be. Um, so uh, God really put a peace in my heart uh, to leave that job. Um, my wife was at the time we were married, uh, so she was probably a bit more nervous than I was. Um, but at the same time, uh, my dad was looking to retire from the business. Um, so I stepped into the family business. And at that time, um, I had a, developed a passion for business. Um, and I just started taking action. So everything I learned, uh, so my wife and I, we changed how we did our finances. Uh, we did budgets. We tried for the most part to stick within them. Um, and uh, we just started paying ourselves first. So uh, we started with tithing. Uh, we gave to God first what is God's. Um, and then after that, we paid ourselves with savings um, and really started applying what we learned now, for, 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 for the person listening to us, um, so you paid God first, yes. and was, was it a certain percentage? Did you, uh, how did you do that? How did you figure out what you were going to give to God? And, and that you gave it first, I, I think that's phenomenal, because a lot of times God gets our leftovers. Yes. You know, I've done some financial classes with people in churches, and and I remember one time a lady said to me, I put my last $5 in the plate. And I said, God doesn't want your last $5. He wants your first $5. Put the first $5 and there'll be more left over at the end of the month. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you tithe first. Yes. And you, at certain percentage. Mm-hmm. And then you said you paid yourself. Yes. Tell us about that. What did that look like? Yeah. So um, we tithe 10%. And we started automating our savings. So any bank will do it. You just set up a savings account, investment account, whatever you want, mutual funds, um, and just automate it. Whether it's 5%, 10%. We started with $50 every two okay. weeks. Something manageable. We wanted to pay off a lot of our debt, but we knew that we had to start saving now. Um, so we started with that, and we... Within a few months, we were shocked at how quickly it was growing. So that was $50 how often? Every two weeks. Every, every two weeks. So you're putting in $100 a month, basically. Yep. A little more because it's every two weeks. Yes. And did you find that money was difficult to, to live without? No. It, within the first month or two months, you don't even notice it's gone. Uh, just like your phone bill, your utility bill. Uh, you, you change to live within your means. So wow. if it's automated... That's a beautiful point. Did yeah. you hear that, everybody? You change to live within your means. That's, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else did you do? Uh, so right before we got married, um, uh, we had built up quite a bit of savings. Um, I was involved in the farm. Uh, I did a bit of consulting. 
uh, in my field in public health. And we had built up uh, enough cash flow to buy a house before we got married. Um, so we bought a house with the vision and knowledge of um, it being an investment property. Hmm. Okay, so you bought a house to live in. Yes. Thinking that at some point it will be an investment property? Exactly. And where did you get that thinking? Um, so that was through, uh, it initially started with the book Rich But Dad, Poor Dad. Um, but uh, a now great friend of mine uh, who came into my life around then, uh, Ryan Decker, um, we had a lot of conversations of investments, uh, investment properties, real estate. Um, real estate is a, a great long-term stable investment. Uh, so we knew we had to start early and uh, we wanted to start before we got married. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So you just mentioned me, and I'm going to be... Yes. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I want to talk about that for a second is I probably wasn't the only person, new person in your life that was talking about business. Yeah. So what happened when you put people in your life that had similar goals and similar direction? And Yeah, you, you start to notice things accelerate. Um, you, who you surround yourself with really changes who you are and what you do. Um, so uh, the people that I started working with or um, just friends that I started being introduced to, um, I, working with uh, different entrepreneurs, um, you really start to um, adopt their principles on how they do their business, how they uh, live their life, and... Um, they have a great influence on you. So you got connected with a, a, a group of entrepreneurs, probably yes. mostly young entrepreneurs, were they? Or, yes. Yes. And how did you get connected in a group like that? How did that happen? Yeah, well, um, the first group that I was a part of was uh, led by Ryan here, and it was a group of um, friends that were either in business or had a desire to, do, uh, to go into business. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, we just started going through um, different components of being financially healthy, um, how to successfully uh, run your business, how to build wealth um, in a long-term, sustainable way. Cool. And so you, you started that group? Yeah, I ran that one. Oh, yeah. What did that look like if somebody has a passion for that and maybe wants to run a group or be part of a group? Yeah, so I... I finally had the gumption, I know it sounds weird, but eventually you have to take a step forward that's bigger than you. Okay. And so this group felt bigger than me. And I went, well, there's a bunch of guys and their wives that I would love to get to know. I want to be surrounded by these people. I want to learn from them. I want to teach what I can teach. And so I made the calls and all the people but one decided to be in the group. Wow. And so there was four families. Their wives were there. We had to get babysitters. It was a very strict group. Um, you had to show up. If you missed more than two, two, yeah. two, you were kicked out of the group. Wow. You had tough to do group. your homework. <laughs> you had to read a book a month. Read a book a month. Read a book a month. Nice. He's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. <laughs> and this was for both. Where'd you get all this toughness from? Must toughness, be from uh, your mother. From my mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's from a true life. Yeah, so I started this group just wanting to have an impact and wanting to be impact. And it was 
huge, how it impacted everyone in the group, including myself. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I feel like I got the most out of it, but <laughs> it was good. I'll fetch yeah. you on that time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, so you started going to the group, yes. and, then, and then what else un- kind of unfolded for you? Because now I think, I think you're in a mindset. It sounds like you moved into a mindset of business opportunity, looking for that, and willing to take the risk or, ta- or pay the cost of following a dream. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a few things that were going on. One of the big ones was my mindset. Um, I had the financial knowledge, the base, um, and I was really adapting my mindset to uh, be successful and having that passion and knowing that it was God's will for my life. Um, I felt like barriers just dropped. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, or I guess in the same thread, um, that commitment to giving to God first, uh, in the Bible, he challenges us. He challenges us to test him, and he will open the floodgates, and he will bless you immensely, um, whether that's spiritually, financially, health-wise, um, but just committing to him first. Right, right. Beautiful. Yeah, it's actually the only place in the Bible that God says, test me on this. <laughs> so it's really interesting. So, and now, in that five-year five year span, right, you went from... Um, extremely broke. Extremely broke and in debt, a part-time job. With no plan. To, with no plan. To running a business, owning a home, and then you bought a second property. Yes. Most people are delighted to get their first property, you know. Like, Woohoo! I saved money for my first property. <laughs> How in the world did you save to buy a second property? Or how did you have it in your head that you were going to buy a second property within that length of time? Yeah, well, our original plan was every five years, re-leverage the equity in our current home to buy our next investment property. Um, But an opportunity came up. Uh, We had a bit of savings and uh, we leveraged our network and we were able to um, purchase a rental property. Okay. Um, so it was uh, on a, uh, a great price, a good location, and we actually had a renter lined up before we bought it. Yeah. Great. And an exit strategy. Yes. Which is pretty incredible. Okay. Yes. What do you mean by an exit strategy? So most of the time when people buy a property, it's for buy and hold or right. something like that, where in this case, um, the renter wanted to buy this property later on. Okay. And so he has the ability. And um, I won't talk too much on this right now. Mm-hmm. Usually, I would say that's not a great situation for the renter. But because of this particular situation, because of the land, because of this particular property, it was amazing for both parties, mm-hmm. which was really great. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And so now, you, so, so now you own two properties and you started to open banks. Yes. In Tanzania. <laughs> and I've been to Tanzania. Yeah. I don't know how many people have, but uh, <laughs> I've certainly been there. Yeah. It's quite an interesting country. Yeah. Um, so when you start getting into the mindset of success, business, opportunities come to you. Mm-hmm. And because you have the knowledge now, you know how to act on those opportunities and when to act. Um, so a few years earlier, I had lived in Tanzania for a year, um, working with a healthcare organization. And I built a great relationship with this individual. 
and he had a very similar entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. So um, two years ago, when I was there on a medical mission, um, he pitched this idea to me. Hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they caught that. Okay, <laughs> you open the business. You're opening banks, or I'm sorry, you hadn't opened banks yet. Um, you know, you've bought two properties. One you live in. You got married. Any children? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. And you go to on a mission. You go on missions trips. On top of that, yes. Yeah, not one. Multiple. Like, multiple. like not ones that people pay you to go. You go you and pay. pay your own way. Yes. Okay. We're we're, we're tracking now. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what was your role on the last one that you went on? Yeah. So I was the um, uh, medical co lead. Okay. Uh, so I led a team of ten Canadians and about fifteen Tanzanians. And we would see in two weeks about three thousand patients. Wow! Yeah. So, yeah. So this is what I didn't add in the bio. Yeah. <laughs> which is in the last year and a half, you've been on two of these. Yes. You've overseen these big teams, and you've helped uh, estimate six thousand Tanzanians with medical things on top of all that you're doing, which is in line with gospel patrons, yes. which you were talking about really impacted you earlier. Yes. That whole aspect of, I'm going to create wealth so I can affect for the kingdom. And that's another key point. People think that they need to, um, they need to wait until they're rich to be able to give, mm. but you can give now and you can give in many ways, whether it's time, financially, um, just give from your heart. And obviously from your talents as well, yes. right? Your time, talents, and, and treasures. And your talents are obviously your, your training in the medical field is starting to pay off mm-hmm. for your missions, but not necessarily your career, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's fantastic how God works. <laughs> it is. It really and you is. think you had it all planned. Yeah. I think he had it all planned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. And so uh, obviously Ryan helped you with your... With your other property yeah. as well, I think? Yes. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we've only got a couple minutes, but maybe talk briefly about uh, how that relationship has, uh, has nurtured where you've, where you've gone. Yeah. Um, Ryan and I are on a very similar path, um, very similar goals and ambitions, and um, we really knew that. Uh, very early on. Um, so, uh, again, surrounding yourselves uh, with people who are of similar mindset, similar goals, um, they can motivate you, they can push you, they can partner with you on business opportunities or volunteer opportunities. Um, so really surrounding yourself. So, um, yeah, I would, I would say we, we feed off each other, we um, contribute to each other's success. Sometimes we need someone to see more in us than we see in ourselves. So this is something that me and David have been able to do for each other over the years. And that's, I'll look at him and be like, David, you're seeing yourself down here, but really, I see you up here. Can you borrow that belief? And he'll be like, I can. So he'll pull himself up in how he views himself because that's how I view him. And then vice versa. There's sometimes where I'm just down in the pits and he's like ryan you're seeing yourself down here it's hard to (laughs) see yourself where i see you so it's it's really good to be able to build each other up in your low points oh that's awesome that's awesome well this has been a phenomenal show it's been fun you know it's we dabbled in real estate a little bit but i love what god's done with your with your life so far 
You're 29 years old. I'm sure God's got a lot more to do in your life. And and I guess I'm going to have to dust off the book. Gospel Gospels of Patriots. Yes, yes. It might even have plastic wrap still on it, I think. I'm going to have to open that puppy up and read that. And I'll commit to doing that in the next 30 days. How's that? That's great. So I'm going to put that challenge out to you listening. What are you going to do in the next 24 hours that's going to move you forward in your life? Yeah, so thanks for listening to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker team. We're glad you joined us.